We are so thrilled to be a part of what you're listening to today. We know that you are purposefully trying to put in some of the good stuff. There are so many things that we fill our our mind with that in this time and day and age that we're in, there's just lots of worry. But we want you to listen to the stuff that fuels the good in you. We want to remind you that there is good outside these walls and there's good inside of you. We try and do that here on this podcast, and we realize that so many of you have reached out to say that you're listening while you're feeding your babies or going about the business of parenting your kids each day. And so us, as well as our friends Callie and Jeff over on the upside, we are working to make sure that you have something that is uplifting, encouraging, and we just want you to invite you to have fun with us. Scrolling does not always uplift you, and you don't always have a free hand to do it, but we invite you to join us, and we're so glad that you're here so that together we can listen to all of the things that remind us that there is good in the world and that fuel us all with hope. And to whomever needs to hear this today, when you feel like you matter the least, it is the very time that you matter the most. And you've got this. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. They have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they're sharing their experiences as nurses, business owners, and moms with you, completely unfiltered. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. All right, Jennifer. Seasons are changing. We have no idea what the temperature is going to be today here. What are you wearing? Khakis. <laughs> you are so funny. I love that commercial so much. No, I'm wearing I'm wearing a pair of yoga pants, even though I do not do yoga. I, so I guess they're just pants. But they are so comfortable. Yeah, they're super comfortable. And, you know, a little t-shirt that I've knotted up on the side to give me my only sense of style that's going on today. But we get this question all the time from parents that want to know, how do I dress my baby? How do I dress them for the weather? And having had three really large-headed kids, well, the twins weren't when they first came out, but they grew those heads nice and large, and it was harder to get t-shirts over my kids' heads. But we always want to know, like, you know, how do we dress them for the weather? What's the appropriate wear? And the clothes are so cute right now. We can dress them like little stylish adults. How do you even get them in the clothes? <laughs> probably wanted like (laughs) hello because we practiced we had barbies whose arms did not bend at the elbow and you had to get her in a bunch of outfits that's why you always see all the naked barbies everywhere because it's so hard to get those dolls into their outfits just like babies babies are like a rodeo so let's start off with the babies so whose arms bend at the elbow by the way which makes it much easier hello Look, I try and keep it simple. I know we have all these beautiful clothes and gowns, and I really try to keep it simple for the day-to-day stuff. 
I like onesies that snap underneath the diaper or body suits that snap underneath the diaper with the wider head so that you can slip it down if they pooped everywhere because you don't want to be pulling a poop-filled bodysuit over their head. So you can stretch it down. It comes down from the you know top to the bottom, but you can also stretch it out to get over those big heads. And I really, really, really like zipper-footed PJs. I'm just saying, don't give me 20 snaps that I have to do in the middle of the night. Well, and to keep their little feet in the footed PJs, if you'll put the sock on first and then put their foot in the footed PJ and then zip it up, then they're more likely to keep those feet where they belong, like in the footed part, instead of like when they wiggle and one leg gets like out of the footed part and it gets stuck in the (laughs) leg hole. And, you know, but they're so resilient and their bodies are amazing. They're super spongy. They're not like us. We're like, if we fall down, we can break. We're more brittle. But babies <laughs> come out when they're so spongy and so much more capable of managing an outfit malfunction if they have to. But yeah, but whatever you're wearing is typically what they're going to be comfortable in. Yeah, one layer, maybe two with the swaddle blanket for those little bitties is usually enough. Oh, and with those bodysuits, Jennifer, one of my favorite things to do early on with these little ones because and it's not so much that the little bitties are getting their hands in the poop and stuff but they're scared and their startle reflex is just going crazy and they don't like to be naked right and they can reach down there and they can get those hands in that poop and pee it's amazing but not purposeful when they're little right. But the reason I do it is to help with that startle reflex. I actually bring that onesie as long as they haven't leaked out of their diaper, which is a whole nother topic. But I take that onesie and pull it up and snap it over their shoulder where their arms are tucked in and it keeps them so nice and cozy. It is life-changing, especially those first few weeks when they do not want to be cold. When you showed that on Instagram, did that break the internet? Because it's just about you just it's something you don't think of and it's so practical. And so many people were watching that. When we put that out there, we were like, yes, because it is very brilliant and easy. It's just easy. And I didn't come up with that. I'd seen it somewhere. And it just really is life-changing when those little arms are flailing about and they're screaming and you can just tuck them in, just kind of keep them nice and cozy to buy you another. 10.2 seconds to get that done. It helps you to concentrate if they're not <laughs> crying as much. Yeah, you can you can really navigate some of those parts. There are crevices and you always oh go gosh. front to back in those crevices, make sure everything's clean. But yeah, but it does take some time and concentration. So the more comfortable the baby is, the better you'll be at it. And you know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like, you know, if you've ever watched NASCAR and the the pit crew is waiting there and the car pulls (laughs) in, that's like how much time you have to change a diaper, especially as they get a little bit older and it's like a wrestling match. Oh, and they bend, they go back bend, full back bend. Olympic sport. Yeah. It is unbelievable how they can contort their body to get away from you. So it's great to have things like a little mirror right there where they can see that's attached to the wall, where they can see their own reflection is great. Having a few favorite toys when they're older to be able to engage them. And peekaboo, which in the South we call pea pie. Pea pie. Yeah, pea pie. And then, you know, throw the little shirt over their face and then wipe, 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 wipe. (gasps) Pea pie. 
throw the shirt back over their face and clean the other side, other crevices. And- One thing that I found was any toy that kind of vibrates, especially for those kids that are like 12 months and older, if you hand them a toy that kind of vibrates, it will distract them long enough for you to get that 30-second diaper change in. So those early ones, uh, one layer, maybe one more with that blanket. And the temperature in the house, Jennifer, is typically that 68 to 70, 72 degrees. 72. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys can fight over what number that's exactly going to be. Some of us like the 68, we're just, this was, This is what we were meant for. Yep. And then there's other people, the ones typically that pay the electricity bill. They like more the 72 side, but. We're not mentioning any names. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to, you know who you are, but people are, are listening in from all over the world, which is so fascinating. So yeah, there's a lot of different climates and it is okay to, you know, when your baby's sleeping, to just do a diaper and the swaddle blanket. That's right. Especially in those warmer climates, there's so many people that don't even have air conditioner. we got to go with what the natural temperature is in your area. And one of the things, Jennifer, that, in fact, I, I think I even have an email that I haven't answered emails yet today. So I'm fixing to get on and answer emails for my personal clients. And one of the questions is, my baby woke up last night and they're really, really cold. Their hands and feet were super, super cold. So what is going to be my answer to that, Jennifer? It is a phenomenon. Is it phenomena? Phenomenon. Wait, phenomenon. isn't there a song? Phenomenon. That's funny that we're thinking the same thing. Because I was like, oh, wait, we got to do the song. This is a phenomenon. <laughs> And what happens, because they are growing so fast, their organs are going so fast, faster than any other time of their life, they double their birth weight by the time they're four months old, they grow so fast by the time they're two years old, and what happens is their bodies, especially when they're resting at that regenerative rest, their bodies take the blood supply to the major organs. And so although we feel like their hands feel super cold, they don't feel that like our hands would feel icy cold. It's just a phenomenon and how the body works and grows. It's so fascinating. Yeah, All that blood just stays in that core and in their head. And so those extremities are going to feel cool to touch. As long as the temperature is between 68 and 72, they are okay. And that little one is not cold. Although in is it Norway, maybe the Netherlands, they nap their babies on the porch in the pram. They call it a pram. And they put them in like, you know, bodysuit because it's really, really cold there. It's almost like a coat and they zip that up and they put them in the pram and they'll put the pram out on the porch and that's where they nap their babies oh. in the cold, cold, cold. I don't know if it just... That fresh air. Yeah, the fresh air. I don't know if it climatizes them for such cold temperatures, but I always found that very fascinating. All right. So now if we move up to this next age, okay, toddlers, let's talk about toddlers and how in the world do we get our kids dressed? Because toddlers have a mind of their own. Suddenly, yeah, they can decide if they want to put their leg in the leg hole. Oh. Mm. 
That is the hardest thing ever. So how, you know, what can we do as parents? What can we do with our toddlers to try and, and one, make that to where we, we're not losing our mind first thing in the morning and trying to get out the door and get to daycare or get to school and get our kids dressed so that they don't go to school naked? <laughs> mm, look, many a child has gone to school in their pajamas or a princess tutu. These are creative kids, and it's not going to harm them in any way. It's not like they're not going to grow up to be really productive citizens <laughs> because they wore a tutu to school for an entire week. Or no shoes to school because you could not get those feet in the shoes. Oh, my kids. I would always be like, wear a jacket. And they'd say, I'm not cold. And when I would feel them, I would be like, you have some kind of crazy alien skin because you're not <laughs> kidding. You really aren't cold. If they get cold enough, they know how to problem solve. They know that there's a jacket available. However, this is a great question that you ask. And there are a couple of things that are really helpful and practical. And let's tell you what those are. Number one, it is having a routine. So if you make the morning a routine and you're doing the same things kind of in the same order each day, that is really great. They lean into that routine. And we get asked all the time, do I give them a choice? Unending choices are really overwhelming and they can be used as a stall tactic, especially if you have a little engineer. When they like to be in control of the timing, if you give them a choice of what to wear of all their outfits, just forget about it. Like you could be there for days. They'll pick one thing and they'll change their mind and then it can really de-escalate quickly. So when we're asked, can I give them choices? The answer is yeah, right there around that, you know, three and a half, four-year-old age, you can give them choices. You'd put two choices out. And here's the kicker. I like that. This is what is going to transform how you handle this. The thing that stays consistent is that you decide. So you decide when they get to pick. And if they don't pick within a certain amount of time, then you pick. So it's just the thing that stays consistent is that you determine. You are the one that makes the final decision. And so when you use words like, I've decided you have the choice between these two outfits, you know, pick one while I brush your little brother's teeth. And when I get back, let me know which one you've picked. And if they're regularly hemming and hollying and not picking one, then you say, oh, then I've decided that I'll pick it. And tomorrow I'll give you another chance because I decide. And the thing that stays consistent is that you decide how that goes down. And we always kind of keep that going. Although they get little decisions that you allow, when we allow them little decisions and we allow them a time frame so that it doesn't unravel everything that we're doing in the morning, they're more likely to do that. Now they're going to test it out. I'm not saying this is foolproof. They will always test the boundaries that you put out for them because they want to know that they stay in place. So whenever you say you've decided you know, just go with that. I've decided you have the choice between these two. Here's the amount of time you have to pick. If you don't pick one in that amount of time, then I'll decide. And that's just how we do it. And you can hear the tone of my voice. It's not threatening. It's just like, hey, this is how this works. Right. So if you're really having trouble with that, that's a really great way to move forward. But can you talk a little bit more about the tone of those things? Because I do believe, not that we're going to do it, perfectly every time because that's unrealistic. But I think that it does make a huge difference when we do kind of a shrug of the shoulder and like, hey, hey, babe, 
this is just the way it is today. We got to go. And and you're wearing this because you took too long. Let's go. Yes. Well, we, and we talk about that. We have a whole online class that teaches you those <laughs> nonverbal cues and lets you practice them in the mirror awkwardly. Yeah. But I love that. And I love the way you said it. And that tone does not always come naturally. So we have to practice it. And it's just like that. Hey, we always say these two phrases, either you'll be great at it or you'll figure it out. And I love that. I think that's probably the most important way um, to do things, especially with those toddlers. So, you know, yes, pick out two on those days, two options. Don't overwhelm them with those options. Then follow through with what you said you were going to do. And then be confident and try to not make it this big, big, big ordeal. And you know what? Sometimes they may go to daycare without their shoes. Here at Moms on Call, we love bringing encouraging content that's going to put a smile on your face and give you something that you can really use. Our sponsor, Bobby Infant Formula, is also committed to giving you something you can really use and something you've really been asking for. So the Moms on Call community will love what Bobby has to offer. They are the only U.S. formula with 20 milligrams of DHA the European Standard and Infant Formula, and they are backed by a team of medical experts, including pediatricians, lactation consultants, doulas, and they're founded and led by moms. They're giving a 25% discount on your first box of Bobby when you use the code MOMSONCALL25 at HiBobby.com. We love partnering with people who are going to lift you up. We keep hearing how this past year has been unprecedented because, let's be honest, it was. And for parents of little ones born during these strange times, you especially know how challenging it can be to share a sleep space with a little one or try to work from home during their nap time. So many of you have found the perfect solution for making sleep time less stressful and more restful with SlumberPod. Invented by mother-daughter duo Lou and Katie, the SlumberPod was featured on Shark Tank. This blackout privacy pod slips over a play yard, travel crib, or cot and has become a must-have for home and travel. After a sleepless night sharing a room with baby on an overnight family visit, Katie and Lou put their heads together and came up with the perfect solution. SlumberPod has created some well-earned buzz as a great travel companion. But now, for those who needed creative blackout solutions while working at home, no more sheets hung or taped on windows or trying to work from home in a closet. If you use coupon code MOC Podcast at checkout at their site, you'll get $30 off your purchase. Check them out at slumberpod.com or retailers nationwide. As a part of the Moms on Call online classes, we put a little extra something in there for you, which are moments episodes where we get to talk to some of the people that are creating and doing things that serve and are of interest to parents of babies and toddlers. We got to talk to a really fascinating pediatric ENT, Dr. Stephen Gowdy, 
And he introduced us to something that we love called the NoseBot. It is a portable, rechargeable electric nasal aspirator with hospital-grade suction. And it's got this really unique nose piece design. And it's recommended by pediatricians, pediatric ENTs. And we have used it. And some of the Moms on Call team has used it. And we really, really are proud to recommend it. So you can go to www.drnosebest.com and use offer code MOMSONCALL for $25 off the NoseBot nasal aspirator. That's www.drnosebest.com with offer code MOMSONCALL. Now you should always consult your healthcare provider concerning when and how often to use this nasal aspiration and pop on over to your mom's on call online class. And you can also watch the moments episode where we interview the creator of the NoseBot. When you become a parent for the first time or for the 10th time, you are going to encounter a lot of unique situations. And sometimes you just want another set of ears to hear your issue and offer you some advice. Jennifer and I are happy to be those ears for you. Leave us a message at 888-234-7979 or send us a message on Instagram. You can follow us there at Moms on Call. And we're going to try to answer as many questions as we can during the Moms on Call podcast. Hi, ladies. My name is Danielle, and I have the cutest three-and-a-half-year-old and a a sweet new eight-month-old. And the three-and-a-half-year-old goes to school at the eight-month-old's nap time. So drop-off is 9 a.m., right in the middle of that nap. And pickup is at one o'clock, right in the middle of the second nap. And I've done everything I can to move his naps, and he won't budge. And he falls asleep in the car, which leads to a short nap and a nightmare evening. We've tried rolling the windows down and yelling and banging, and nothing seems to work. Oh, help. Danielle, first of all, we would like to (laughs) congratulate you on all of these efforts that you've made, Laura and I have made, parents all over the world have made to try and do the impossible, which is have a baby that is tucked into a five-point restraint in that car seat, not fall asleep to the hum of the engine of that car. So we have another option for you, um, and we're going to help you to be able (laughs) to Enjoy the eight-month-old naps as best we can with your cutest in the whole world, three-and-a-half-year-old. And what we want to try to do and what we always say is when you get back home from drop-off or pick-up, if there's more than half the nap left, get them in, get them out of the car seat, and go straight to their crib for that nap time, whatever's left, and try to give them that opportunity to play cry, or go back to sleep for another 45 minutes to an hour. So if there's more than half the nap left, get them up and attempt to get at least two times in their nap, if at all possible. And you can also move that evening routine a little bit earlier, especially when they're not napping as well. 
We love your voicemails, but we realize that sometimes you just don't want your voice out in the world for everybody to hear. So you can also send us a message on Instagram. Our account is at Moms on Call, and we check that before we record every episode of this podcast to find your questions and answer them in the show, even if we can't hear your sweet voice. Here's a question. My three-year-old screams every day at drop-off for daycare. What can I do? Oh, this is easy. Stop, drop, and roll. They really adjust so much better when we allow the daycare to manage it and they don't have a show to put on for us. And really, we want to believe in what they're capable of doing. So manage your face as much as you can so that you're super confident and you have a process for drop-off that stays the same. So that when you get there, you know, whatever it is, when you get inside, even if you have to kind of pull them off of you a bit and get out, try and do so with a real calm demeanor and in your mind, let your confidence and what they're capable of doing drive your behavior and know that they are strong, adaptable and resilient, and they will have much less crying if we make this process predictable and quick. Stop, drop and roll. And speaking that truth into our kids with our body language and our words can help so much to make that a lot easier. Laura, what types of things do we need to tell the babysitter when we are going out for date night? I love that question so much. Date night. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love that question too. And we always like to I like to have a binder that just you can kind of leave out that has, you know, what their favorite blankie is and what their favorite routine is towards those evening hours, especially uh, as as we follow that mom's on call routine. And you can actually on the scheduler app actually print off the routines and put those in your binder or put them up on the refrigerator. We want to make sure that they know where the first aid kit is located. Make sure that they know poison control's number and then all of our emergency contact numbers as well. And one of our favorites is the CPR quick tip cheat sheets. Have those printed out and put those in the binder or somewhere where they can find them as well because bumps and bruises happen and things happen and we always want to make sure everybody's on the same page. And here's something you don't think about a whole lot. Put your address on the front of that folder because if they ever, you know, do have to get help to the house, they haven't memorized the address. So make the address really clearly visible so they know where to find that and have a fantastic time. One of the things we want you to do on date night is recognize that you have your children in the care of a very capable adult. And so this is your time to be really able to focus on the relationship that got all this started. And remember why you had babies. Yeah. How do I lay down those parenting examples from my childhood that I just don't want to do with my own kids? Mm, that is such a loaded question. And for those who have not had a great example, their parents maybe, you know, were absent or, you know, just maybe did some things that you just want to do differently. We have a great message of hope. We are all doing this thing to the best of our ability and your parenting journey is your own. 
And the things that you get to put into your household are the things that you choose. You are completely separate. You are not necessarily your parents, but this is something that I would even tell my own kids. Like, you know, I am going to make some great decisions and I'm going to make some mistakes. I want you to take all the good things that you got from this experience and embrace those, but recognize there's probably going to be some things that you'll need to discard to have a successful life later. So, you know, all of that, we are going to be the kind of parents that do both. All of us are, and you have the opportunity to set the foundation of your own household. You are not doomed, quote unquote, to repeat behaviors that you felt like were unsuccessful for you. You can discard those and embrace the things that are important to you and your family. I have a two-year-old taking two hours to fall asleep at night, and we have to lay with him until he is sound asleep. Okay, so no, you don't. (laughs) Mom's uncle is here to tell you. No, you don't, because that child is absolutely attached to the familiarity of routine. Now, I don't know if you've taken your toddler by design quiz, but I imagine they probably are scoring pretty high as an engineer. And these kids do have mental energy that they just have to kind of release before they go to sleep. And they are the ones typically who are taking longer to get to sleep at night, but they can do that. Without your presence there, they're just attached to the familiar, even though you are wonderful and snuggly, they're attached to the process. So changing that process is just about two weeks of really sticking to the guidelines that we talk about in the Moms on Call book. You'll see it um, in the toddler book. You'll see it in the six to 15 month book as well and in the online classes. And we'll change up that routine. They won't like it at first, not because it's bad or they feel abandoned because you are not abandoning them. And we parent according to the truth and not out of fear. They are safe. They are loved and they can learn to do a new routine. Now, if you do want to lay with them for a few minutes, because that is fun and what you dreamed of as a parent, that's great. But two hours seems a bit excessive as far as the household running. And I don't know if there are other kids in this household as well, but we can absolutely shorten that so that it serves the household, serves everybody and helps that little one be able to get rid of some of that mental energy without necessarily your presence there for two hours. If you have a specific question that you would like to ask us, you can leave us a voicemail at 888-234-7979. You might hear your answer on an upcoming episode of the Moms on Call podcast. We like to end every single episode with something that's going to send you off in a great mood. We look for happy, uplifting, encouraging stories about parenting and raising children and just the good stuff that's in the world. That's why we call this segment the good stuff. So we were talking to our friends over at Carter's, and it was so fascinating how they recognized the need that preemie babies had to have a bodysuit that would accommodate all of the wires, the feeding tubes, the hands of the caregivers that needed access to them. And they answered that call and actually made 
this preemie bodysuit that would accommodate all those things. And we were just thrilled being moms of premature infants. I had twins that were four pounds and some change a piece. And Laura, you did too. Yeah, mine were 314 and 4'8". And I can remember bringing those boys home and, and thinking, oh, you know, we'll just put them in clothes. But it was very difficult back then. I think that I had like two things that I could choose from at the local baby store that would even come close to fitting them, much less there were definitely none out there on the market that would have accommodated the tubes and the the wires sometimes when when they come home and and they're on these things still. So, you know, the fact that Carter saw an, a problem and listened and then brought something to market that could really, really help these families and caretakers just take better care and not have to worry about all those wires and tubes as much was, I think, just a brilliant idea. And and it's not just Carter's. It's a lot of companies that are really looking at how to problem solve some of those things. And I think it's just awesome. But that's what we did here at Moms on Call. <laughs> so, it is. Yes, we solved a problem. And I remember just working to solve a problem just for the families at the practice where you and I both worked. And, you know, we didn't see this huge future. We still can't believe that we get the privilege of being here and presenting this podcast and encouraging the hearts of moms and dads and caregivers. So this is really, really an amazing result of what we have in common with Carter's and what we have in common with you. You may be working on something on the side, a problem that you saw and that you knew needed to be solved. And so we just want to encourage you today. The next great idea may be yours and keep doing it and keep serving even the smallest of the population or in Carter's case, even the tiniest of humans. And you never know what an extraordinary impact the ideas that you put into this world may have. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. Please visit momsoncall.com for more resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive this amazing parenting journey. We appreciate you so much for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have people in your life who have small children or who are expecting kids of their own soon, we'd love for you to share this podcast with them, especially if it made you laugh, made you smile, or helped you learn something. We would love for you to tell them all about us. It's the number one way that people discover new podcasts. Thank you again for listening. Have a great week.